Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. Like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by not just the boys, not just Thacker, and not just Matt. Today, we have our first guest of the year, our boy Woody, joining us. Woody, I'm glad you're here. This is, is going to be a fun episode just because you're here. I'm excited. <laughs> good old Waterford. Good old Waterford. However many names we made up while we played this game. However many names we made up. Waterford, Woodson, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> today we are talking about, I think... For, I know for me, this was the most anticipated game of the year. I don't know. I know you obviously were looking forward to Horizon, Matt. I know we were all looking forward to probably different games. But this was one I feel like universally we were looking forward to, and that was Elden Ring. Uh, in a nutshell, this game's fantastic. I know that that's, you know, we'll get into a little bit more of that. Uh, Woody, I want to start with you because the first thing I really wanted us to talk about, because El- Elden Ring continues an interesting trend from from software. And that's that they seemingly don't miss with one-off titles uh you know you look at demon souls i I think demon souls was ahead of its time the original version obviously the ps5 remakes gotten a lot of love uh bloodborne i think a lot of people consider bloodborne not just one of their best titles but one of the best games of all time and then sekiro was also a big success because it won game of the year the year it came out uh why woody since you're the you're you're the guest and you're probably I think, yeah, I think you're a bigger From Software veteran than me, even because you're a lot better at these games than I am. Why does From Software have success with one-off titles? Why is that? Uh, at least in your opinion. Maybe because nobody else is doing it. Nobody else is doing games like these. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the MMORPGs and stuff like that, but nothing like what From Software does. Yeah. Like, it's all just clunky mechanics, mm-hmm. uh, stats taking up the entire screen. Not organized. Talk about most MMOs. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. So I had I had a theory, and I'll let one of you two chime in on this. I think it's because because you look at from software's catalog, and you everybody knows Dark Souls one, Dark Souls two, Dark Souls three. Everybody knows those games. All three of those games follow pretty pretty similar, I guess formulas. I don't want to say yeah. formulas because that sounds like a negative, hmm. but they follow similar formulas. The funny thing is, is that you look at Demon Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, and Elden Ring. All four of those games are vastly different. You have that same formula, but you look at Demon Souls that introduced you know the idea of you can go wherever you want in the world, you know, provided obviously you beat the first area first. That's the only requirement is beating one one before you can go anywhere else. Bloodborne is obviously a much different style of combat from any Dark Souls game. Sekiro is even more different and requ- you know made parrying essential and deflecting essential. And now Elden Ring is obviously this big open world that's all about exploration. Is part of it because maybe From Software uses these games to maybe experiment and maybe kind of push push their ideas and maybe maybe try things they wouldn't try in a Dark Souls game? Does that does that have anything to do with it, you think? Honestly, I'd, I'd have to say yeah, because if you think about it, From Software makes these games <clears throat> a whole challenge. Whereas when you think about most games that follow suit or even try to follow suit, it's nothing more than you get the full tutorial. You get a full interaction with it. But From Software is like, nah, fuck you guys. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're just going to straight up throw you into it yeah. and let you have the fun and punish you for not learning yeah. it. And I feel like with the one-offs, especially Bloodborne, Sekiro, Demon Souls, and now Elden Ring, we're getting more of that and it's a complete game at its best. There's nothing missing from it. Even the small little patches on it 
weren't anything major to fix. Patches, good use of word there. I like that. Patches. Anyway, <laughs> I like that. Matt, uh, I, have to, I have a question for you, Matt. Yeah, so you sorry. asked me a few months ago how I felt about Elden Ring leading up to the release. you remember what I told you? Uh, not word for word. What not word for word. So what I told you was, I genuinely believe this could be their best game of all time. Oh yeah, no, I call this game their grand magnum opus because yep. this was a culmination of all of the experimentation from exactly. every previous uh, from soft game, and they finally added it all together in this one giant open world big package game. Like this is this is the game that I feel like if from software retired, this would be a high note yes. to go on. Very. It much has so. a fantastic story with the help of George R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. which like. We knew that this game was announced almost, what, roughly about four years ago? This was announced, I think, the same year Sekiro came yeah, out. it was. So that would have been 2018. Yeah, 20, that would have been early the, 2019. Early, early, 2019. Yeah. early 2019. Early 2019. We had the first trailer for Sekiro like, with gameplay at, at an E3, the same um, E3 that they revealed the very first it, teaser yeah. okay. for Elden Ring. And we knew, we knew that yeah. this was going to be worth waiting for. Yeah, Elden, so. Elden Ring's announcement was E3 of 2019. Guys. 2019. Okay, so we waited about we waited about three yeah. years. We waited yeah. about three years then for this game. So okay, we're, before we're we move way. before we move on from this, so before this game, because obviously I think we all maybe feel a little bit different about our favorite from software games after seeing this game. Yeah. What was everybody's favorite from software game going into this? For me, obviously it was Bloodborne. I've I've I've, I've beaten Dark Souls three nine times, and I love Dark Souls three. But I really feel like Bloodborne was on a different level from yeah. everything they've done, especially yeah. lore-wise. Uh, I love the you know the, the Lovecraftian horror mm-hmm. elements added into that game, the gothic atmosphere. It was really really cool. What were what were y'all's favorite from software games? Kind of going into this, I'm gonna start with Bloodborne because you and yeah. I, since the day we met, this was one of the things that we talked about a lot. Bloodborne. Yeah. In fact, one of the things I talked to you about when I watched you first play Bloodborne <laughs> is that I went through the whole entire game without without parrying. Yeah, I didn't even know that was possible in the game. I remember, so, I remember mm-hmm. when I it was against Bloodstar Beast. I parried, yeah. and you said, "What, said, what was that?" <laughs> I said, "What did you do? How did you do so much damage?" <laughs> and um, but it's exactly what you said. Bloodborne's atmosphere is just top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Elden Ring is actually probably close to surpassing it, even for me. It's but tough, Bloodborne. Yeah. I love the gothic architecture of it. I love the uh, the more exactly what you said, Lovecraft Lovecraft style yeah. to it. I like the, the theme of the enemies being more like monsters mm-hmm. so i think yeah. bloodborne is definitely sitting at the top it's on a still, boss level for sure like yeah it's so wildly different when you think about dark souls being kind of more even medieval weapon. yeah it's even crazy the weapons the weapons are awesome the saw the saw like uh blade yeah oh, man making me want to play bloodborne right the now giant, Damn, the, the, giant wheel, <laughs> the giant wheel Oh yeah, the the uh, pizza cutter, yeah, yeah exactly. We call pizza <laughs> Which cutter. is now yeah. what Giza's wheel. Yeah, get, it, it, it does make its return in Elden Ring, so that's good. It's actually the same weapon, almost. It's the it same animations, just on a yeah. Giant staff. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Born, it was just on a stick. Now, you're right because it was it turned pain. into a mace. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. So what do you? What was your favorite from Software Title coming into this? Uh, Dark Souls Two. Okay, that's interesting. No, I'm just kidding. I'm about to say. I'm about to say. I didn't know if you were kidding there. I didn't want to roast you. It's time to end the episode. I was gonna. I was gonna pause this. And be like, hold on, buddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead, uh, buddy. Probably, probably Dark Souls One. Okay. Uh, the classic, yeah. Yeah, they've got the repeat bosses, um, but it's it's not the start of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Demon Souls obviously is, but yeah. this is the one that I first got into. Yeah. And it hit me hardest. Mm-hmm. So, just starting from the beginning and then moving forward, it had the most impact on me yeah. out of all of them. Besides Elden Ring, of course. I said that one thing Dark Souls... I've, I've seen this said a lot recently. One thing that the first Dark Souls did was... 
you know, it's one one of the reasons why Demon Souls I think was underappreciated is because that get form of gaming hadn't really been popularized until Dark Souls, the no. first Dark Souls game. And I think that the PS5 <clears throat> remake did a lot for Demon Souls because of yeah. that. But Dark Souls one, that, that's a good game, especially if you look at interconnectivity in a map. Oh, it's not it's a map. crazy. It's, got the, it's home to it's the crazy. best NPC, Solaire. <laughs> Praise, Praise the sun. Thacker, <laughs> where were you at in all of this? So with this. Um, Believe it or not, it's from the challenge that was placed down oh, at the end about. of last year. Yep. Um, challenge only you finished, I'm pretty sure, by the way. <laughs> no, I think I, didn't you? No, because I was supposed to do Dark Souls 2. Uh, and I, I definitely didn't be I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm so not this challenge, touching Dark Souls 2. The challenge that I'm referring to is <laughs> middle of December, I walk into Matt's room, and he's telling me about a challenge that Rusty had laid down. It was before Elden Ring comes out, everyone should have beaten... A certain from software game. Matt had Sekiro. I think it was we we said whatever from software game you haven't beaten yeah. because for me at the time I think the only one I hadn't beaten was Dark Souls Two. So. Mm-hmm. And you had Dark Souls Two. Mm-hmm. What did Kyle have? Bloodborne. He had Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah, Kyle had Bloodborne. And all of a sudden <laughs> I hear over the mic, Thacker, you should join us. <laughs> and at that point I'm like, I don't really want to, but you know what? I'm down. So, I'm like, what game am I doing? And Rusty, out of the blue, goes, Demon Souls. So, yeah. my, my favorite From Software game, especially before Elden Ring, is Demon Souls. I like the, A, the replayability for sure on it. Because you have that almost open worldness to it. And I will always, for the love of God, hate Mind Flayers. <laughs> the mind, right. my players ha- were ridiculous in that game. I hate them in D and hate them even more in Demon Souls. I don't want to ever have to see another one in my life. Um, but yeah, I honestly think Demon Souls is mine. Rusty, what about you, bro? It's, it's Bloodborne. It, it's still Bloodborne. Like I said, I, I, I will always have a special place in my heart for Dark Souls Three. That was my first Souls game. Actually, was Dark Souls Three, which really? which is why I tell people that you know this is proof that in this series you really don't have to play from the very beginning. Yeah. You can really jump all over the place because are they connected? Sure, they are. Like there's certain there's certain things in Dark Souls Three you might not get if you don't play the first two, uh, but that didn't hold my joint because I beat it nine times, and <laughs> so and I'm currently playing currently playing through it on PC. That's way more than what I. <laughs> How many Sekiro playthroughs have you had? Well, since the Sekiro, I've beaten I've beaten Sekiro on PlayStation once, and then I beat it. I got it for Christmas on PC, uh, and I've beaten it on PC six times. No <laughs> mods, no mods, no nothing. But I like, like but Sek- Sekiro is up there as well. Sekiro, I feel like is an under. I don't want to say underappreciated because I feel obviously one game of the year. Yeah. It's very appreciated. It's a great game. But I think that's one that some I've told people if you want to try a Souls game, it's maybe a little bit easier. And you don't really have to play anything to understand it. That's where I might start that along with Demon Souls because those are good for teaching you, kind of the, you know getting through from software games. So one thing regarding Elden Ring, I think that also needs to be discussed. And I, I've seen a couple people say talk about this, but not a lot. And it really needs to be discussed more is how the way one YouTuber I watched worded it is how Elden Ring has really defied trends of modern gaming. So when you think modern gaming right now, a lot of what you think is typically there's a battle pass now and everything. Mm-hmm. There's you know there's there's day there's day one cosmetic DLC or at the very least cosmetic DLC and it's in the games that I love have that. 
Microtransactions. Uh, there's microtransactions Heavy day micro. one. And and the other part of it is that so often now we run into games that aren't ready at release. You know, we pick on Cyberpunk a lot. Yeah. Yep. But Battlefield 2042 this past year was the same way. It was a broken mess when it first came out. Um, and then you look at other games like Halo Infinite, Far Cry 6, that came out and, and day one had microtransactions. Day one are pushing a battle pass or a season pass in your face. And season passes are fine if it's, you know, story-based DLC I have no problem with. But if it's buy this gun for $1.99 or buy these credits for $1.99... <laughs> or, in Far Cry's case, the uh, pre-order bonus of getting um, yeah. K-9000 yeah. and a link that took you to a puzzle that if you finish the puzzle, you get a... Uh, Background for your phone. That's yeah. Ridiculous. And like, I love Far Cry. Yeah. I, like, Far Cry is one of my favorite gaming series. Yeah. I love Far Cry, but like, that's one thing about this that is so refreshing about Elden Ring is that outside of, you know, some PC performance issues, and, they, and there were issues, oh Elden Ring God. was not a perfect game at launch. Uh, obviously, and we'll talk a little bit more about pop in, especially on console. There's a lot of pop in. Oh, yeah. But it, it's refreshing <clears throat> to not have microtransactions kind of shoved in your face. And I think that that's one thing a lot of people really love about this game is that it doesn't do what a lot of modern games do. It doesn't ask you for more money after spending 60 or $70. It pretty much gives you you know, what you paid for right away. And there's plenty of content, to say the least, in this game on day one. Did that, is that something that y'all thought about or is that something that kind of, you know, I, you just thought of just now? Anyone can take that. What do you, what do you think about that? About the concerts, the, the, the idea, the idea that this game really does defy a lot of those modern trends of gaming. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm just glad that it doesn't come with the whole, um, like immediately wanting you to like pay to win. Yes. That yep. most games these days have. Like, Call of Duty has had that for years. Yep, it has. Like, since the early days. Uh, and that's and that can be in the Ghost form of pre-order pre bonuses, too. Yeah, All of them have the pay-to-win sort of thing. But this one, you have to play to win. Mm -hmm. And keep yeah. playing. <laughs> and <laughs> keep, keep going <laughs> if you want to win. I would say if this game is made by EA... They would probably put microtransactions for runes. Moonvale Katana, ten ninety nine. No, I got a better one, and this this we'll touch up more on this later. I think Matt actually, I'll, I'll let him touch up on this later. But for five ninety nine, you can get twenty stone sword keys. <laughs> That's true, though. That's that, funny because I, I would actually pay for that. <laughs> honestly, honestly. But yeah, yeah like buy some stone swords. imagine if you booted this game up on launch night, and the first thing you saw was like Giza's wheel for four ninety nine. Like it would, it, it, like an be, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Assassin's Creed. That was another example. Ubisoft, and and you know that's why it was funny to me when I saw there's a video I watched and it was a couple Ubisoft uh, developers and a couple Guerrilla developers who were criticizing like the UI for Elden Ring and all this and everyone was saying, well, just because the screen isn't loaded with fucking three paragraphs of messages of buy the season pass here, <laughs> go here for this quest here, go here for this side quest, here's the map. Like just because this game doesn't have that. And doesn't do literally everything that each one of your games does. It's not a bad thing. It's good that they're trying to do their own thing. That's what I thought, at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, this game came out, and it was a complete game. Everything in it was full. It was done. Yeah. Beautifully made. And honestly, if games keep doing this the way the Elden Ring is, and even by what I've seen so far of Tiny Tina, yeah. 
it'll be the same thing. Little hint, hint. What we're going to be talking about next, Tiny Tina. That's been a fun game so far. Uh, before we before we get deep into Elden Ring, because I know we're 16 minutes deep into this episode already. <laughs> before we talk about Elden Ring, I just want to say a quick rest in peace to Horizon Forbidden West's game oh, of the year. Oh, oh, sorry, this man. was pretty much a repeat of when the year it is exactly. Why are they keep doing this? When, uh, the first um, Horizon Zero Dawn came out, Breath of the Wild took the winds right out of its sails, and then it came out like two weeks later or did, something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this one didn't even have a two weeks. This one was. This one had one week. This one literally just had one week to let Forbidden West breathe, and then it was just suffocated it, just and, like completely and, put it out of its misery. Pillow over it. <laughs> exactly. And listen, like Horizon Forbidden West, like y'all, if you listen to our episode on that, like we loved that game. That yeah. game was awesome. Really think that was a high quality game. Real yeah. did a good it's job. It's a game with of the year it. contender for me. It, it, it'll 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 be in the game of the year discussion. I I don't think that right now it's anywhere close to Elden Ring. <laughs> Nowhere close. To but yeah. but, yeah. El, but 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 that Horizon the, what. Exactly. <laughs> I said, what? Oh my. Uh, now, as far as actual Elden Ring, I feel like the first place to start is just the sheer scope of this game. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't think of too many games where, you know, I open the door into the overworld, and the first thing I'm thinking is, holy shit, I have to go do all of this. Because <laughs> Limgrave by itself is as big as, like, some games. Limgrave, the starting area, is as big as some games. And it's a great starting area because you can literally spend hours upon hours in it, and. I, I saw something on Twitter that was, you know, am I doing the map right? And it was someone that was in Lyurnia and had none of the maps. And so they had no idea where they were going, had none of that. And I, I quoted it. I quoted the tweet and I said, you know, I remember when my map looked like this and I thought this game was huge. I remember. Little that did I know how fucking <laughs> big, yeah, how had, uh... big the map was going to actually be. Uh, as far as, is this the biggest, is this, what, is this one of the biggest games of all time? It has uh, to be. By, by, the size of the map, I don't know. Um, it's something I have to look up, but I would still probably put Valhalla. Valhalla's pretty Valhalla big. Has Valhalla. Even separate Valhalla, maps. Was Valhalla, Valhalla has separate maps that you travel to that Oops. are almost just as big as the main one. Like, you even go all the way to, like, um... <clears throat> what's that place called? I think I know what you're North talking about. The Norse mythology place. Um... Oh, uh, Asgard? Asgard? Asgard, Asgard yeah. yeah. You go there, you go to Jotunheim. You've watched enough Marvel game. to know what I know, Asgard I know, is. I know, I felt so bad that I couldn't remember that. <laughs> those, those, they have separate maps, like, like I said, um, in Jotunheim, Jotunheim too. And they're like the same size as, like, um, the main map. Oh, yeah. This is why I wouldn't say it's the biggest. I still would have to say it's Valhalla. It's one of the biggest. Though. My yeah. favorite thing about the map, honestly, and I forgot to mention this, if you look at it closely, it's a giant furled finger. Is it actually? It's close to it. Actually, it's huge. Let me see this. Pull this up. Oh my god, it actually is. Yeah. It's a furled finger. That's pretty cool. I noticed that's, that. That's, that's a pretty cool. detail. I saw it on Twitter. Someone oh, did you? It, I, I noticed it last night. I was like, kind of looks like a finger. And I looked at the picture. I was like, oh, wait a minute. The picture hey. you looked at. Little, like, the picture sneaky. you looked at. <laughs> the picture you looked at online's a little altered though, but it's pretty much close to it. Oh yeah. yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy actually. That's deep detail right there. So it looks like the only game that has a bigger um, map than Elden Ring is, believe it or not, Breath of the Wild. Yep, I believe okay, it. Okay. Breath of the Wild is pretty yep. big. Breath I'm surprised. So we, 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 we wondered about Skyrim, too. We wondered if Skyrim was anywhere. Skyrim, believe it or yeah. not, Skyrim's map isn't even bigger than Final Fantasy 15's map. Okay. Wow. Well, that's another that's another really big game. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Like, it's, it's impressive. I mean, you can travel from one end of Skyrim to the other in, like, what? 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I didn't it, think it, about that. Honestly, it takes a bit. Like, without being approached by any dragons or enemies, 
like maybe 30 minutes max. Okay. And, and most of that time you're not on a horse either. Yeah. Yeah. Without the horse. Yeah. I got you. Well, I think that for me, when I look at this map, I think that the crazy thing is there's not, there's, it's, it's huge clearly. Oh yeah. But there doesn't really seem to be a lot of wasted space either. Like no. it feels like everything has a place, and and I like that. I like that there's there's reasoning to all that. What you got, Thacker? I actually take that back. I just found the most recent updated story so far, as of May second, um, twenty twenty two. Okay. Posted at one o two p.m. May second, twenty twenty two is in the future. By the way, you mean March? March. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. March second, twenty twenty two. One o two p.m. Right? Okay. The biggest map is Elden Ring. Wow. Okay. Followed congrats. by Destiny Two Witch Queen. Okay. Congrats, Elden Ring, on the biggest map. Game sucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, like I, I do. Shout out to Destiny Two. <laughs> Shit, De- Destiny Two. That's random. Horrible mention. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like that. It, at least I don't think. Or what do you think? I don't think there's any wasted space in this game. I feel like everything has has purpose in this game. Honestly, as big as it is, like it's it's true. There is nothing in this map that is wasted space. Everywhere you go, there's actually something to do. You get a grace nearby, whatnot. It's one of the best maps because there, as you said, no empty space. I think the only issue I have is in Kaled, and that is because in Kaled you see this giant pot sitting there with his arms crossed. Yep. Right? And when you finally get down there, you find out there's two giant magic golems sitting there guarding it. When you get up there, it, there's an arena. You can't even go into it. Yeah. Shows this biggest area, biggest pot you've ever seen for nothing. There's also an arena like that in uh, Limgrave at the top. Yep. You can't go in there either. Because I think I think outside that arena is mainly PvP yep. area. Okay. That's what that whole area is I think is that's for. what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, though. we were. Yeah. I just it, For something that's that big of an area, like if you zoom the map all the way out, it you feels can weird. still see that. It's just it. I feel like that. You is feel the like there only, should be a side of grace there. Almost. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that is the probably the only wasted space in the map. And when you compare this map to everything, that's so tiny. No, oh, yeah. So let's talk about the biggest elephant in the room regarding Elden Ring, and that's the fact that again, and we've kind of alluded to this. It's from Software's first fully open world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Thacker, you posed an interesting question. You know, if they go back and do a linear game after this, you know, whether it be Bloodborne Two, LOL, that's never happening. Uh, Sekiro Two, LOL, that's never happening. Uh, Demon Souls Two, okay, you get the you get the just the yeah. joke at this point. Uh, would that hurt the game? I don't think it does because I think Elden Ring needed to be open world, especially when you've played as much as all of us have. 150 hours, 150 hours, 130 hours. Matt's played like 15. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Like 60, yes. No, Matt's played 60. <laughs> so, which is a lot for a normal video game. That's a lot of hours yeah, to put in. more than enough. Yeah. yeah. So, I feel like this game needed to be open world, and it's a good thing it is because, and Woody, I want you to start here because I know this is what stuck out to most of you, exploration in this game, I feel, it gets compared a lot to Breath of the Wild because exploration is important in Breath of the Wild. But I feel like the exploration aspect of this game is one of the reasons why it's a great game. Yeah. um, I mean, you can go pretty much anywhere you want to in this map, minus maybe three or four areas. without Like from the jump. Yeah, from the jump, you can go all the way up to the north northwest side or you can go all the way to the southeast mm-hmm. there's nothing stopping you other than 
death. Four or five cubes are coming galleons. And death. Level capping. Level capping. A couple T-Rex dogs. Oh, God. A couple rancid, gigantic crows. And a rancid fucking bird. But, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so did anybody... How did y'all, did y'all ever, did y'all find the skip where you could go to Lyurnia straight away, or did y'all, like, find that out from somebody else? And skip Godric? And you could skip all of Stormbell Castle from the very beginning. Yeah, I found that out after. I saw it, and I was like, this is wild. If you find this without going to Stormbell and you skip all of that, that's crazy. Especially because there is a Shardbearer there. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's your first Shardbearer, and that is crazy to think about it. You can completely skip that. Well... Dude that fucking roasts the shit out of you in the start tells you to go after Godric, and you can literally now just say, nah, I'm good. I'll just go to Lyurnia. I'm, I'm good. I don't need all that. But but it being open world and that exploration, it really is fantastic because you, you're you also always getting rewarded. That's the other part yeah. of it. You're always getting rewarded. Whether you find an NPC, a dungeon that's got a chest in it, or... You find a really, really OP weapon early on in the game. There's always a reward for exploration. You find, find an Everjail that's got a boss in it that you can go to straight away. That could calling them Evergalls. And yes, you're getting exposed on this episode for that. Everjail. But well, hold on. We all called it Evergall or Evergall <laughs> until we found Dung Eater. And, and he said Everjail. Until late game, we were calling it Evergall or Ever. Ever goal or ever something like that. See, you're having a hard time saying it right now. So, but but the other the other <laughs> advantage, other right. advantages of it being open world, though, and Matt, I know you love this, was the mm-hmm. roaming bosses you. Oh yeah. Have. The obvious one is my fucking tree sentinel at the very start. Oh, yeah. He's here to whip your ass. Yeah, I, I, I was really surprised by the fact that they just threw such a powerful boss just straight up right there. Mm-hmm. Like the basically the first church you're gonna go to as well. And uh, on top of that, there's a lake close by, King Agil. Yeah. Like, and there's a freaking dragon over there. And this is just the first area. This is just a taste of what's to come. This is seconds. Other areas. This is seconds exactly. after getting into the exactly. open world. From Soft, <laughs> Soft did not waste any resources on this game whatsoever. They they put bosses. They put like lower level bosses in like caves and like in in, uh, in, in catacombs. And then they throw other like bigger bosses out in the open world itself. And they. They literally like did everything perfect. Like it is, it is just it is so challenging to to start with, and like that's that's what makes this game like mm-hmm. in my opinion from Soft's like perfect game. They finally got the balance of the challenge right from the start. So a lot of people criticize the Tree Sentinel boss. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it on Twitter a lot. A lot of people criticized and said, why would you put a boss that's this hard at the first start of the game? <laughs> and I, I, I've told people, I'm like, well, that's from software's way of telling you, hey, maybe you should go do something else exactly. first. Maybe yeah. you should go do yeah. something else first. <laughs> maybe you should come back here when you've had a chance to level up a little bit. Thacker, what about the open world really stuck out to you? Honestly, it and I got crucified for putting this in the... You're, you better not quote The Rock. You <laughs> better not quote The Rock. The Rock! You better not quote The Rock. It's but it's boy. about crime. It's King about power. Bar. We stay hungry. <laughs> and get devoured anyways. <laughs> we get very devoured in this game. But no, it is the grind. It is being able to actually go and grind not only for runes in this game, being your level up source, but also materials and weapons. If you look at it and you actually think about it, there are... 83 bosses in this game. A lot. <laughs> That's a lot. And shout out to From Software for finally getting dragons correct. Yes. Um, yes. But it's one of those where you have so much in this game that if you feel like you were underleveled, 
or you don't feel ready for something, you can leave and go grind something. You yes. can go get some levels, fight some lower and weaker enemies, and actually have the right process to be ready for the next one. In fact, I tell every single guest I have that wants Elden Ring, hey, as soon as you get out of uh, Tutorial Cave, you're going to see a dude on a horse, leave him alone. <laughs> Literally don't bother him. I and, ran for him. And I you want to know what the response is every time? Why? Fight him once and you'll see why. The answer is why. And I, I just because I really don't want people to bring the game back thinking it's a bad game, I tell people straight up, look, he is tough. It's easier to do on horseback through Torrent. But with that, grind some runes, get some levels. Mm -hmm. The game will be a lot more fun yeah. instead of just feeling like a pure challenge and a bashing in of your face. I think what you just said kind of alludes to what I really like. That's the fact that, you know, what's the other what's the other enemy that everybody has wildly complained about early in this game. It's Margit. Margit. Margit the Fell has been the noob killer. Margit the Krusty. <laughs> <laughs> he has he's been the noob killer. That I've heard from other friends that have played this game that they've put 60, 70 tries onto him and they can't get him down to halfway. Oh, yeah. And I've said that's the best part of this being open world is you don't have to bash your head into that wall over and over again unless you choose to. There are some bosses that... You know, like to beat the game, the final boss. You kind of do have to do that because you you get to a certain point. You obviously can't go anywhere else and do anything else. But with Margit, you can go get stronger, do some dungeons, do some ever jails. You know, do those and get better. You know, and get better at the game, get stronger, come back when you're ready. And I think that that's why I would call this their most accessible game. I'd even call it maybe their easiest game to an extent because you don't have to keep. You know, it's hard, but you don't have to keep, you know, struggling on the same person for hours. You can go do something else, get better, come back, try again, you know, take a break, what have you. Um, Especially friends help. Oh, yeah. uh, they so help and hinder you. Exactly. As much as people bitch about summoning, it makes the game so much more fun. And that's the other I've said is like, you know, we'll get into kind of changes this game makes to combat here in a bit, but like, people that say, you know, oh, I like to play this game without summoning, I'm like, okay, then don't complain about it being too hard. Because you can make it a lot easier if you want. Uh, now, we've alluded to a couple bosses already. And that's what a lot of people play from software games for are the bosses. And I don't think it would be a stretch to say this is probably their best lineup of bosses yet. And a lot of that is because there's 33 main bosses. Or 33, 33 capital B bosses. Obviously, and I think that the number, there's like 50 mini bosses, something like that, unique mini bosses. Um, obviously, some of them are repeated, but bosses. What bosses stuck out to us, Matt? What stuck out? What boss really stuck out to you in your playthrough? Um, I'm gonna say uh, Radon actually, and mm -hmm. what I'm really disappointed about is the fact that I fought him after the patch, so yeah. I didn't get to experience yeah. the devastation of the nuclear version of him. Um, <laughs> but what I love about this fight the most oh, is yeah. the build-up to it, where you. Uh, you are, come across some NPCs or some quest lines that you'll do leading up to this uh, to this fight. And uh, actually, I had uh, Rusty and Thacker assist <laughs> me on not just the fight, but getting up to the fight. And we actually did some really funny stuff here, uh, having to get to the castle, uh, running across the bridge as the catapults came launching at us. And we had some, if, if you go we had some moments there. Um, <laughs> Like, but, if you go look at our TikTok, <laughs> you'll see us running across, and there's one moment where literally, we were, uh, Russ and I just we somehow were, we find were going Leroy Jenkins Like, there was, there. all three of us were going, and then within, like, five seconds, Matt was alone. It's funny, because being a part of that, 
voice chat at that moment. All I hear out of Matt's mouth is fucking Leroy Jenkins and then Rusty going, what? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm just like, well, this is perfect. <laughs> and it, yeah, that was it. funny. If you want to see the reference, it's on the TikTok. Go for it. I'm just sitting there fighting like Hardy. Uh, you know, they're, like, uh, they're running ahead of me. And I'm just like, hey, an item. <laughs> I do that a lot here. I turn to this game. There's an item. The man turned around and he just sees me and Thacker just getting just thrown off the side <laughs> of the brain. That, that brain is... It's kind of a bitch. It but is. you just gotta look at where they're flying. Because they've got markers on the bridge that's yeah. where they land. You can just go, okay. Bob and Weave. Bob and Weave. Yeah, it is. I realize there's no a, camera here, so I'm We're the anti-aggro, Rusty said. Rusty said we're the anti-aggro. Next time, Dacker says he, we're the anti-aggro. Next time, I'm Rusty aggro. are off the edge. Yeah, like getting, getting, getting there, is a, getting there is a challenge, but once you get there and, like... The, the build-up to right before you fight him is so much fun. You're, like, it's having a the boy getting shot at by him. Like he's shooting these purple arrows at you, which I got hit a lot in the process of summoning a lot of these, like, uh, NPCs to help you fight. But you summon, like, how many? Like, six or seven of them? Depends on line. if you didn't kill Patches or not. There's he didn't even help. Patches <laughs> ran away. Patches did not die. Well, that he immediately gets summoned and then fucking bolts. I love it because moves. if you watch the NPC in the game, it's literally, he summons in, takes two steps forwards, Looks at Radon, doesn't move for like five seconds, and then leaves. <laughs> and then leaves. Yep. And then leaves. I, I love the fact one. that we got patches bagged. Like we as a boss, did. that was yeah. interesting. As a yeah, boss, that was I know you also liked Renala just because of her second. Oh phase. yeah, her setting. Yep. Just um, after you get into the second phase with her, because I was bored with the first phase. I mean, it wasn't yeah. really that great. It was a pretty boring fight. But it was it lit up it's to like pushing a woman out of a wheelchair. Yeah, just <laughs> the glitch though. The glitch oh, yeah, the yeah, the proper yeah. one that you had to hit didn't even show up. And there wasn't a bubble, and then it's, as soon yeah, as I, we were yeah. like, all right, restart it, and I go back to my world, and all I see is the ground. Straight <laughs> void. Yeah, we had to restart our games from that, actually. But it wasn't so much the fight itself the as setting. much as it was the setting. Like, she basically is summoning a giant moon at you, and just the background, it's like the starry night sky. You're fighting on the surface of, like, water, and it's just beautiful. The reflections, like, from Soft really used a lot of, like, fantastic ideas when it came to this fight. They spared no expense when it came to the arenas. The arenas yeah. are, are some of the best in, in all of From Software's games. What, do you, what was a so fight yes. that stuck out to you? Uh, probably Record. Oh, Riker's a great Ooh. fight. I know we talked about this. Riker's a great fight. It's the sec- I think it's, what, the second or third time that From Software has given you a fight where you have to have a specific weapon that can kill them easily. Storm King, Yorm. Yeah. Storm King. Yorm. Yorm. Yeah. With the uh, Stormcaller or Storm yeah. Ruler. Yeah. Um, and then Rikard with the yeah. Serpent Hunter. Which is probably one of the coolest weapons they've ever which had. Made that, which made that fight easy, but so satisfying because it's just a ball of snakes. I love it. It's also <laughs> sad that you can't use that ability outside of that one fight. Yeah. Which is which is fair, actually, because if you were trying to use that outside, like in PvP, people would be ranting and raving on Twitter for, for fucking weeks. That would be. It's yep. like, why, why are these idiots dual-wielding serpent hunters? <laughs> 16 Yo, I'm going to try that New Game Plus now. I didn't even think about dual-wielding. Oh, I'm going to try that. Oh, God. <laughs> Just for that fight, too. It's, it's a nightmare. And then, uh, probably, Placidious X. He was awesome. Yeah, I did love that fight. Next one. Just two-headed... Low budget Radon or not Radon? D- discount uh, Gira. Gira. Yeah, that's exactly. Discount Gira. That's it's just, funny. It's yeah. funny, but if you look at his uh, body clearer, he's, he's actually got head. five heads. 
What? Does he yeah, actually? I thought I, I he's got five three. heads. I thought I had a dragon I, from I was waiting on it, and he seems like he's got five heads wrapped around him. That's what those coils are on his body. Okay. Oh. That's pretty cool. It's kind of gross, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dakar, I know me and you, lo- We've we, there was a boss that we've beaten recently that I know you love, so I'll let you rave about him real quick. Good old Lich Dragon Fortisax. By the way, probably the best, in my opinion, the best dragon boss from software has ever done. Oh yeah, like like I said before, shout out to From Software for getting dragons right for once. It was fantastic. His fight, first off, the arena you fight him in, you end up fighting him there once. But before that, you fight Thea's champions, which are nothing more than five summons. Yeah. And one of them being R.I.P. Roger. Um, <laughs> for sure, Roger. Roger. The most beautiful death. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like you end up fighting the Fiat champions there. And then as soon as you're done there, you can instantly go and fight Lich Dragon Force X. And I love that fight to death. It was one of my favorite fights at all times. Um, and I just, I will, every new game plus I play, yes. that is one that I will always go back for and always play again. Um, arena wise though, if I'm choosing a boss just Base off the arena, I actually have to say Radon. Radon's was pretty cool. The build up for Radon, just from story and lore alone, and then actually being teleported to his arena and seeing the devastation and carnage just was beautiful and it really put more of the mood to him. You actually saw more of how much power and how much aggression and everything this one entity has. And it's just a beautiful arena, beautiful fight, pain in the ass, especially if you do it before patch. <laughs> but oh my god, what I I just love the area. I've said with Radon, when you get over the saltiness that he casts upon you by beating <laughs> your ass over and over. All of the salt. He's a great he's a great fight. I'm gonna surprise y'all with this one because one that started to me, I thought I have to go with Leonine Misbegotten. Really? Fuck no, I'm kidding. I was about Absolutely. to say, yeah, the Fuck. boss that took you like six hits to Fuck kill. Fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely say. not. No, um, I am going to surprise y'all. One, again, kind of on that same line of once you get over the saltiness, it actually is a really good fight. And I think that if Melania did not have her little healing mechanic, my wife, is. which is stupid, there doesn't ever need to be a mechanic like that in the boss fight, and I think that that really cheapens that fight a lot because it could be a great battle. I think this would be the hardest fight in the game. But it's one that I've learned to appreciate, and that's Malaketh. I've actually learned to really appreciate Malaketh's fight. I know Woody probably hates that, but <laughs> you well, can just hear the sigh. It's funny because in New Game Plus, it took me one try to beat him, but before that, it took me, what, two days yeah. of I, screaming into my microphone? Yeah, and I think you were on Melania for three, almost four days. I, well, I love the design. For me, it was the design of Malaketh, and yeah. I love his weapon, too. His probably weapon probably one of the coolest boss weapons oh, yeah. in the game. That's what that the the Ash is. of War on it is really cool, where you know you slam it down and it has all the slashes just oh, kind of yeah. going through the air. I thought Malaketh was really good. I love Lich Dragon Fortisax. thought that one was fantastic. I think that From Software in this game put together their two, of their, their two best dragon fights in uh, Fortisax and Placidiusax. <clears throat> and it says a lot because a lot of people rave, I can't remember for the life of me the name of the one in Dark Souls 1. Um, oh, Calamy. Black Dragon Calamy. Yeah, a Cal- lot of people Cal- rave about him. A lot of people rave about Dark Eater Madeir um, in Dark Souls 3. 
I thought that one was a little bit too hard. And took me a week and a half. Too, yeah, to, well, just, to, just to get him down to half health, it takes a day. Oh, <laughs> so, and I love how like, both dragon bosses are more of a secret. Like You actually have to go out and find yep. them and look to see how to get them. And you guys and asked me for like three days to take you to freaking Placidia Sex. And I was just um, like, yeah, hold on, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I will say, two bosses that I think are, uh, flew under the radar for me, I thought Mog, Lord of Blood, was also fantastic. Oh, very fun. Loved, loved the design. The design was awesome. I wish you could get his weapon. Actually, you can. You can. No, you can. You can. You can. You can. What am I saying? I think you the can. only issue I had with him was his bullshit yeah. curses. Yeah, especially the Lord of Blood version. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. The other one, I thought Fire Giant was a very underrated fight. Fire Giant's a really, really good fight. That was uh, I, know, I know he's rage inducing because of how much damage he can do and how fast he moves. But in terms of a spectacle fight, you can't tell me really that you does. weren't your jaw wasn't on the floor when phase two happens the yeah. first time well, and you see his <laughs> second face on his chest. Or the part where he rips off his fucking leg and oh, decides yeah. not to beat you with it, but because yeah. that'd be pretty fucking. I'm gonna cool. open my eyes. I thought he was gonna grab his, his, his leg away. Well, it's like you know, uh, it's like uh, the last giant in Dark Souls two where he rips yeah. off one of his arms, <laughs> starts beating you with it. You're like, oh, they did it again. No, nope. <laughs> he just does his art, and I'm gonna open my eye. <laughs> but but I thought Fire Giant was actually a really cool fight, especially when you think of like what story implications that fight has, because you're trying to burn the Erd Tree at that point. Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of story implications there, and and the fact that you have to beat him to get to that point. A lot of bosses you can just run past. Most of the dragons just run past them. But this one, I like that you had to actually defeat him to get access to the forge in order to do that. Thought he was a really underrated fight. So uh, those are my second me. I will say there's one thing on the bosses that we need to talk about. It's the it's the repetition on some, especially my uh, mini bosses. I know that like the burial watchdogs get used oh, a yeah. shit ton. Uh, there were some bosses that were lazy. Uh, none more so than fucking misbegotten warrior and crucible knight being just thrown into the same that arena. That was the biggest <laughs> headache and biggest load of bullshit like, I've ever seen. Because if you do <laughs> crucible knight in the ever gel. It's like, this dude is way too strong for any reason possible. And then, as soon as you get to the actual boss fight, it's like, he's not as hard. He's still hard, but he's not as hard. It's, but it's one of those where it's, it's literally like From Software, as much as I love Miyazaki, it's, it's one of those where it's like, let's just take one fast enemy and one slightly slower enemy, and let's just throw them into arena together. No lore whatsoever. No, there's, they're just there. And, uh, it's one of those where I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm going to steal this joke from Democracy on and YouTube. I'm going to steal this joke from. It's like from software, <laughs> and they did this a lot in this game. It's like they looked at boss, some bosses and were like, "Hmm, what if there were two? Like oh, it's, uh, it's the like Bell it, twins, the the, the, the Fell twins, all, the Earth Tree Avatar. There's a fight where there's two of them, and the Godskin duo is probably the most infamous. Literally the worst. Believe it or not, you can actually skip the Godskin duo using using that little like where you jump using the dragon. Yep. Yeah, you can do that. You can actually skip that. It's funny because a lot of people say that stuff they'll take out of the game. I don't think so. I think From Software leaves that stuff in there for like players that are willing to dig deep and try everything. Yeah. Uh, what were some others that stuck out that were just kind of lazy? The easiest one, and I'm not sure if you guys have found it yet, it's in a catacomb, Summoner Snail. Yep, Spear Collar Snail. Spear Collar Snail. I just call him Summoner Snail because it's Look, me, me and Rusty had... That the, How about the one that summons Godskin Duo? 
Okay. Excuse me? That, yeah. yeah. There's also an area. That, that's the one that I'm referring to because that one was the biggest pain in the ass. Me and Rusty spent, what, seven, eight tries on that? In that little forested area? Yep. Like, yeah. We tried it for seven, eight tries and finally we were like, let's yeah, level up a fuck little this, more. let's come back. And I don't think we came back for another like day or two. We did. I remember that. We beat it eventually, but we we took a break from it. But yeah, like that was one that was repeated. Matt, wasn't there? There was a couple others that were repeated. Um, I know the Watchdogs is the most infamous one. The Death Bird. The Death Bird's another one. Yes. I will say though, I liked how it was scariest. Those things scare me. Those were terrifying when they start pecking at you. I I like the Death Bird, especially. Further on into the game. The mountaintop one, yeah. The mountaintop one was cool. The Caleb one was my favorite. Okay. Because one, you could easily cheese him like mm-hmm. I did. If you stand on top of the skull in the uh, mountain, you can cheese him very easily. But at the same time, he was probably my favorite because that ice pick weapon that he gives you is just way too nice. Oh, the ice hatchet. I think when yeah. he uh when he when he adds like the black flame attacks in the mountaintops, that was one where I was like, okay, this is actually terrifying. Like, you know, you add an attack where they can literally cut your your max HP down every time you if you get hit too much by it and it drains your health the, the longer you stand in it. I think the Godskin duo was probably the most frustrating one because it's literally like we're just going to put both of them in here. They share a health bar, but it's not you kill them both once and it's yeah. over. You have to kill them like two and a half, three and a half times, and then they're dead. And it's, again, someone explained to me the, the physics behind Godskin Noble being faster than Apostle when Noble's this fat slob. It's, <laughs> like, it's funny because if you think about it, it's the Orange State and Snow fight all over again. Yeah. Because yeah. one of them dies, the other one immediately gets stronger until the other one responds. Yep. I think it's that's, that that's all what, over again. That's what they were going for. That's what I felt like because mm-hmm. a lot of people love that fight. And just Even though there's a guy like, in the game yeah. that literally has Smo's has armor. armor and his hammer, but it's a fire hammer. Yeah. So hey, I'm still scared to fight that guy. I'm not, <laughs> oh, he's not that bad. I promise I, you. I, well, maybe not now. Yeah. No. Maybe maybe not now. No, no, no. Um, I think this is a good place to kind of transition to combat a little because again, combat's very similar to, to DS3. Um, but there were some minor additions they made that I think were really good. I think that the four that me and Thacker, when we were kind of you know planning for this episode, we stuck the ones that stuck out to us were guard counters, which yeah. are obviously completely new, jumping attacks, which were, were kind of new. Uh, Sekiro kind of had them, uh, kind of didn't. Posture breaking, which was really big in Sekiro. Uh, and Ash Summons. Ash Summons are a massive part of the game, especially if you get, you know, the broken-ass Mimic tier uh, Ashes that have been nerfed, but are still pretty OP. But the, but the nerf on it was nothing more than it won't use magic as much. As much. I think I heard somebody else say that uh, pre-patch, it dodged a lot more. Oh, it yeah, did. It, did. it, it did. definitely did. It should have kept the dodging, come on. <laughs> Matt's struggling with if the final fight of the game. dodge. Dodge, damn it. It's funny because mine... Because I'm dual wielding greatswords, he dodges a lot. Are you still I'm using that uh, anchors? No, I'm using the dual anchors. Dual the Godwin greatsword, I think it's what it's called, or Lord. Oh, Lord the Godslayer, the Godslayer. Okay, I don't it's it's like the starting game fucking greatsword. Oh, the Lord's Horn greatsword. Okay. Yeah, Lord's yeah, Sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and the Claymore. I've been using it for two run-throughs now, and it hasn't failed me. <laughs> That's kind of cringe, but. But Whatever works. Do we think they added enough to the combat to make it fresh? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Jumping added a lot more to the combat. Yes. Added a yes. jump mechanic. You could slam down a hammer, swords, anchors. 
<laughs> it just. It I have to, I'm going to have more. to do a playthrough with Dual Rush. Yeah, you'll notice uh, when I was playing with you guys online, y'all were getting, uh, y'all aggroed the, uh, the boss who we were fighting. They were going for you. I said, get off my friend! And I ran and jumped. <laughs> That's and went, one of the funniest things you've ever said, and also one of the cringiest. <laughs> get off my friend! <laughs> I think that the Ash of Wars, though, as well, are other things that have think, that added to this, because it's the Ashes of War have changed up what my playstyle is going to be entirely for New Game Plus, which was I put the Bloody Slash on the Godskin Peeler and the Twin Blade, and now those Same. both deal 103 bleed per hit. You dual wield those. You're welcome you're, for that, by the way. Yeah, no, you help me with that. You're just like creating bleed. But I love that like the Ashes of War become relevant on other weapons as well because you have the Ice Rind Hatchet that can actually really help on a lot of late-game bosses with the Horfrost Stomp. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, for me, especially over the last week, it's really interesting how much more the Ash of Wars have really become relevant and really help you later in the game. I know you you talked about them because you, you brought them up as something that really added to that combat. What did you think about them back? Honestly, the Ash of Wars are probably one of my favorite things, especially when you take into consideration some of these boss weapons, right? Like, Melania's weapon, it's, you get her most bullshit attack, which is almost Instant impossible death. to invade, or avoid, and it's just a beautiful technique. Now, again, there's also Ashes of War for things like a, if you want to become Zeus, there's a spear you can actually get in the capital, and as soon as you use the Ash of War, you're throwing a legitimate spear of lightning and it does great damage i think it's one of the top five weapons in the game right now hell it was it was the best weapon in dark souls one yeah like exactly spear, yeah um, until they nerfed it <laughs> until they said y'all are having too much fun right <laughs> but it's one of those where the ashes of war actually brought something completely different that we haven't had before and i love it so much because each weapon has a different set of yeah. ash of war even if you get two weapons of the same class being two daggers, each dagger is going to have something different nine out of ten times. And it's just one of those that the Ash of War was spot on. And I, I, I can't really say anything else on that because if you haven't played the game, I'm sorry, but go to your local game store and go <laughs> grab it now. Or if you really want and you don't want to do that, just get on the system and buy it through the store. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Yeah, for real. I think that my favorite Ash of War, I haven't even found it yet, but I've seen the videos, where you literally summon the power of Mjolnir, and you point your weapon up, and it brings a lightning bolt yep. down. Oh, I hell. love that. It's just, it's just... Madness fucking uh, cannon that you can yeah. see in your eyes. I just found it, like... I thought that was an a, incantation. It's an incantation. It's an incantation. Uh, well, oh yeah, it is. It's okay, an incantation, but it's still pretty cool. Back. But no, incantations, <laughs> like, I like how this game has made magic more relevant than any game since Demon Souls. Demon Souls, magic was OP. Oh, yeah. It was broken. You could kill the hardest bosses in the game in seconds using magic. But this has made, you know, faith and intelligence legitimate builds. Thacker did a dex intelligence build. I did a strength faith build. And we constantly were using incantations on my end, sorceries on his end, that made the game a lot easier. Those play styles are more relevant now. Commonizer. Instead Kamehameha. Commonizer <laughs> is a pretty fucking cool spell. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Hell, the meteor shower is the prettiest. That me. one is pretty cool. The, the gravity meteor. magic in the game is yeah. really cool. Like, I love the gravity magic. It looks way too good. So, to, to kind of close this thing out, because we're, we're almost about to hit an hour with this, what was... What's one thing we haven't talked about, positive positive and negative, one of each? What's one thing that stuck out to each of y'all that we haven't talked about yet? 
Matthew. Uh, so for Matthew. A, <laughs> <laughs> so for a negative that I, I haven't spoken about, um, the uh, the key sword stone. Uh, Stone sword keys. Yeah, Stone yeah, sword yeah. keys. <laughs> I said that. Close it. Hey, as we say in journalism, I was close it last and night too. And it was I was really sitting funny. here afraid I was going to botch boss names. No, I, I botched the like the I have minor a item. Time I try to say it <laughs> because this goes back to the expiration of this game. But there are so many like areas that you're basically you can't access unless you have that specific item, and it just feels like you know that you're you're blocked from this. And, and this item that you need to find. I mean. They're around. You can find them. Yeah. Like they're they're given to you. You, you can like pick them <laughs> up, but it, it's still it's still kind of just something that grinds my gears. Really, that it's just this this area I, I can't access, and there's sometimes they require two of them. I know you also. So that was your negative. Your positive for this game. I think you we talked about earlier. You talked about how this it's it's the most different Souls game we played, but it's still a Souls game. It doesn't hold your hand. Um. Yeah. It's it's a Souls game at heart, but it is also a new game, a new genre. I even feel like it's a new genre. Like we've had Souls since like Demon Souls back on the PlayStation Three. We've had we've had so many people come out with these games that are called Souls like, but they're not made for from soft, so we can't really consider them part of the Souls Born Necro. <laughs> now we got Souls Born Necro Ring, <laughs> Elden Souls Born Necro. Exactly. Elden. It's just. <laughs> it's just from salt has perfected the formula and i mean we're, we're always going to have like other developers come out and try and, and like make these clones that you know they're going to try to create the success but it'll never be the same and that's just the charm it's the it's the enemy design it's it's the combat it's the it's everything that goes into these games that makes them so popular and elden ring has probably become the most mainstream of them all yeah Woody, I know your biggest positive is actually a really big thing that we haven't <laughs> talked about at all. Surprisingly enough, I'll let you go ahead and take it away on that. Yeah, I love My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My Little Pony. Oh, that's not in the public domain. Hold no, on. God, yeah, don't. You're going to get copyright No, Torrent is probably the best thing out of this whole game. Because with how massive the map is, yes. without that damn horse, <laughs> goat horse, whatever it is... <laughs> You would be fucked running around for <laughs> three hours around Limgrave just to get to the other side of Limgrave to start a Kaelin. Would take you forty minutes, maybe thirty. I haven't tested it, but I'm probably right. There's even areas you can't you're about get to though. I'm just going to assume that you're right. There's even areas I mean, you can't get to without torrent. Exactly, like the gusts of wind at the side of cliffs that help push you up to a different area of the map. Yeah, extremely useful. One of my favorite things about that. Uh, the fact that he has a double jump uh, helps you climb a, a little bit higher. Game changer. A little bit higher. But even if you're falling off a mountain, that'll fuck you. <laughs> the damage still stacks. And the double jump does nothing. Double but I still love it, there. and it's still kind of funny. It actually helped me with uh, with one of the mausoleums. Yeah, it, very true. Oh, yeah, the, the one that you have to jump on top of yep. to break the... No fall damage shells. there. Exactly. <laughs> But um, he's also extremely useful for boss fights, especially against dragons, yeah. mm -hmm. Grail on that bridge, mm -hmm. uh, the knight uh, cavalry yeah, nice on cavalry. every single one of those bridges. Uh, the commander in the... Commander, uh, commander Nile. Yep. Uh, or O'Neill. It's O'Neill. It's O'Neill. It's O'Neill. Just the fact that you can use a horse for boss fights... Gives me a 10 out of 10 for this game. Mm -hmm. Like, you can only swing, like, a couple times with a sword. 
but regardless, it changed the outcome of a fight greatly. Believe it or not, Matt actually found this out when I was watching him doing Fire Giant. You can actually use Torrent during the Fire Giant fight, and I found that really yeah. interesting. I thought oh, that would have made that it probably a lot changes easier. a lot up in the fight. Yeah, yeah, it, that it, probably does. Wait, it didn't help me much. Hold on a second. <laughs> you guys never tested? No. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> man, I was running. Okay, I was running. <laughs> I was running. <laughs> Well, I mean, I even, even, during fight, even during that fight, even during that fight, that snow blast attack still does nothing. Uh, it still knocks you off the damn horse. But <laughs> catching up to him after he decides to baby roll his ass to the other side baby of the map, it, it helps. I hate that roll. So Am I cussing roll. too much? I'm not no, sure. No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't worry. We're listening. It's explicit. I don't it's give just a shit. It's a giant three-eyed baby that just rolls across and you're on your horse going, where the fuck Wee. are you going? Like, get back here with your... Water dish. So, so <laughs> go sit for some fucking gold in the forge. So speaking of bosses, I know that that was your negative though. Was them nerfing bosses and stuff? Oh like that. yeah, freaking! Of all the bosses they had to nerf, Radon. At that point, people hadn't even made it to Millennia yet. Especially they haven't even made it to it yet, optional. and they were. Yeah, we're exactly. Yeah. He's an optional boss, and you're bitching about how strong an optional boss is. Just don't do him. Wait, just don't do him. Go somewhere else. Well, you kind of have to do him if you want to do a certain quest line. Yeah. But the fact that they Lied. nerfed him and didn't wait until people got to Millennia and thought, oh, this bitch is strong. <laughs> how about we bring her down a peg instead of the 30 foot giant with gravity swords with no feet. <laughs> That's his poor horse though. Asian the horse that? doesn't feel anything. Doesn't He's feel a thing. You take that sympathy back. He is a good person and I will not have you sell this man. You not do that. As, as you see him in the cutscene eating a they're already dead. Listen here, the lands between are rough. <laughs> he was infected by that horrible woman. The lady is the boy. cause of that. And the fact that he was you strong enough. You leave my wife alone. The fact he was no, strong enough. <laughs> the fact he was strong enough to hold up stars and an asteroid from falling into the planet. He is ten times better than that rotten woman. <laughs> all right. She you can stay. She can stay at the bottom days. of her tree for all I care. Three days. Three almost four. Three an days hour from four. <laughs> that fucking tree hugger. Can Take your butterfly woman and sit on it. Thacker, Thacker, I don't even I'll care. I'll sit on me. Okay, <laughs> chill. Oh yeah. no. Have fun with the medication after that. <laughs> Hope you got some bolus. Thacker, just talk about the damn graphics. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk about the damn graphics. <laughs> Welcome to the part of side mission where Thacker talks about the graphics like he always does. <laughs> No, oh, but honestly, a special time. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, I always have the graphics on point, especially with Elden Ring. You've got to admit, this game is beautiful. Right is. out of the tutorial cave, you see Limgrave, and it is breathtaking. I have not seen a game like this in quite some time, where as soon as you're done with the tutorial, or even before the tutorial, you see some of the most beautiful graphics, especially on next-gen systems. It just looks breathtaking. Mm -hmm. It's one of those that I absolutely love it. Even from the tiniest detail of the grass. You maidenless fucks. Um, <laughs> touch, <laughs> touch grace, maidens. <laughs> maidenless. L. Touch, touch grass plus maidenless 
plus ratio, ratio it's plus funny because L, plus even, turn fingers, butthole. Even if the graphics mad. <laughs> What? This is the rated X episode of Side Mission. It's Just only a head of giant But no, like, it's, it's one of those, the graphics are beautiful. I love them to death. Even in every boss arena, no matter which one you go to, from the very beginning of Margot to the very end of Elden Beast, you see the most beautiful graphics, and it just takes it away and adds even more yeah. to each of these fights. I will say, on that note, I don't know that necessarily it's the graphics more so than it's the art style. I, I will always say beautiful art style for me will trump yeah. you know 4K graphics. Yeah. I love the Fair. art style of this game. And I, I think it is a beautiful game what you're saying. You know, I think the graphics are good. I think that people have this misconception that Souls games have always been you know, the best of games. And it's not really necessarily like they're the best of It's just that the art style, man, you don't see anything like it. Exactly. So. Look all the way back to Bloodborne where we had the Victorian era, right? Everything was gray. It was, yeah, even it with was it being dark. that dark, it was still beautiful. <laughs> art styles. And I Gothic. just, it's one of those I absolutely love. Honestly, coming up with some sort of negative on this game. If I, I liked your negative here though. I do like your negative because it's true. Honestly, the negative on this, it was hard to finally find something until we were in a game together helping Matt with Radigan and Elden Beast. Uh, and it was the fact that you lose quite a bit of functionality through co-op. Yeah, you yeah. do. Whether it be the use of Torrent or even your flask. If you're somebody like Rusty, Woody, and I who went out and got every single golden seed we needed to get early game access to 14 flask yeah. and then go and find the sacred tears, I think... Woody, did you find all of them yet? Every single one. Yeah. I've got nine golden seeds now and four That are just useless. That I can't sell. (laughs) It doesn't give you the option. I hate it. But it's one of those where Rusty actually went through, I think you were the first one to get all of them done with the Sacred Tears. And for just to be able to lose that function during co-op, I get there should be a balancing act, but we're already getting that with the bosses having... More health. Double the health. Well, they also used to do that in previous Souls games. They do. They do. I just... On something this massive of a game, I felt like the co-op should have at least give us Torrent that way on some of these bosses. I can agree with that. Like Tree Sentinels. Yeah. Torrent would have been so helpful there. Yeah. But then it's just like three guys ganking a boss on three horses. Yeah, it's it's, it's a balancing thing. I I do think that... I do wish, though, that Torrent had been available. Because for, like, bigger areas, especially, like, if you're helping, like, somebody in Limgrave... It takes forever to walk from yep. place to place. I think mm-hmm. Thackeray is spot on with that. Um, I'm, I, I kind of. Yeah, I was touched, gonna say, what, what about you? Bro? I touched on my positive ones: the art style, the atmosphere. This game, it's it's a fan. It's 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 a great atmosphere, and it's that it's that it's still kind of that medieval feel, but it doesn't feel like Dark Souls. I know people have jokingly called this Dark Souls Four, mm-hmm. and maybe to an extent that's what it is. But I mean, this is Dark Souls Four. Hell, I'll take Just it. Just brighter. Um, I will say, on the performance side of it, there is a lot of pop-in. You've heard us kind of talk about that a little bit. A lot of pop-in on console. I know that PC, early on, had some rough performance issues that have, I think, been patched now. To where, I think, Kyle, the way he told us was, it wasn't running the game off of his graphics card. It was running it off of the integrated graphics within his processor. Oh, wow. And that's bad. (laughs) That's not good. You are toasting that processor doing that. Uh, But the game would automatically do that. Um, 
I do think there are some balancing issues in this game. Um, I would love for someone pre-patch tell me how Radon can be that fucking big and move that fucking fast. Shouldn't be possible. Even, I think even on a horse, gravity I, magic. I've already said it. <laughs> I think that but gravity holds you down, not lifts you it up. Should and put, he's pushing himself. It should up slow so you down, Woodford. He's <laughs> pushing himself up so he doesn't crush the poor What's horse. <laughs> Woody Woodpecker, please. Please stop defending this you. trash. I'm I will to... defend or dog. All right. You're <laughs> only defending him because Millennia's broken Rusty. too. You shut up. You mean Rusty beat him pre-patch. Millennia's yeah. broken too. You sit down. You're right. She's missing an arm. No, she's not. She has one. It's prosthetic. And on that it note, that works. will be the end of this episode of Side Mission. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Side Mission. That is going to do it. This has been our talk about Elden Ring. For Thacker, for Matt, for Woody. <laughs> follow us on Twitter if you fucking want. I'm Rusty. Thanks follow, for listening. Follow me on Twitter at the Angry Woody. Twitter, TikTok, Spotify. Follow us on social media. That's going to do it for us, though. Thank you for listening. I love you.